Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the new Hit by Pitch podcast. After, I think it's no lie, about three-year hiatus of rebranding, a possible lawsuit pending, we are back. I am your host, Matt Agile, joined by the Dallas Braden to my Jared Carabas, Nick Barrett. My dude, we are finally back. Uh, yeah, we're finally back. <laughs> It's been a bit. Just a bit. You know, I'm now about to graduate with a master's degree. That's how long it's been. Yeah, and now I'm living with my parents. So, yeah. Oh, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yes. So, to show you a little about who we are, if you're new listening to us, like I said, I'm Matt. A little bit about me. I am a giant Yankees fan. I'm the guy you'll hate. I'm perfectly okay with that. I harbor no ill will towards you unless you're a Red Sox fan. Uh, my favorite player of all time that I will defend till the day I die will be the captain, Derek Jeter. I will fight you. He's better defensively than you want to give him credit for. I don't <laughs> care. Was he bad? Sometimes, but he was better than you thought. My favorite player right now, I mean, it has to be Nolan Arenado for me. I'm a defensive guy first. You can score as many runs as you can and still lose the game, but you only need one run to win it, so I'm a defensive-minded dude. Nick? Tell the people about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm not um, part of the Evil Empire. Uh, I'm a Braves fan, which is the correct choice. You're uh, part of the Sad Empire. What do you mean? <laughs> and, um, you know, growing up, 90s Braves, uh, Chipper Jones, easily, easily my favorite not player a of all there at all. Um, and then currently, I got to go with my boy Acuna. Uh, mm-hmm. just electrifying and we'll talk about this later I think he's a top 10 player but we will talk about that later I can't disagree with Acuna Acuna is a great player if I had to choose my favorite Yankee um LeMahieu easy easy pick for me right there the dude is pretty much Jeter 2.0 except he has a little bit better defense hits to all parts of the field not so much as just a push hitter and yeah LeMahieu in my opinion is the second coming of the captain and I'm just I was going back and listening to the last podcast we recorded. You want to know what the last podcast we recorded on? You want to know how old it was? Machado yeah, and Harper. Hit Machado and Harper hadn't signed. Yeah. Ma- the rumor uh, at the I time think... was Machado to the White Sox. The Padres weren't even a player for Machado. That's how long it's been. It's been so long that you know the whole Harper versus Trout debate was still maybe a thing back. It then. was. It was. It was slightly a thing. It was. You know, Harper could be the best player in the league that justifies this paycheck. But now it's like, ooh, I don't know. It's definitely he's definitely not competing with Trout. Yeah, I think um, we'll talk about this later. But like um, with our own list, but I think there's a clear now number one versus two, one A, one B. I think. I think if I think if one A just gets to the playoffs, let alone wins a ring. And I think we all know who we're talking about. Right exactly. Now. <laughs> so let's roll right into it. So over the past week, MLB Network has been counting down their top one hundred players. Um a couple a couple of just rankings that I completely disagree with, just just off rip. Uh we're gonna get into the tops in here in a bit. So the one thing I wasn't a big fan of is they valued a lot on the 2020 season and the 2021 projections. And the reason yeah. I'm not a big fan of that is, at least from using this past season, just because of the fact that, you know, 60 games, that's not a ton. I mean, you know, that's, that's not a lot of games to me that can determine how good a person is or isn't. And, you know, like, for, and, and something also bigger role last year, suspensions, like, you know, obviously we knew – Joe Kelly was probably not stepping foot onto this list at any point. But again, his whole no. the whole eight game suspension he had at the beginning of the year, remember, was equivalent to a I believe it was a twenty two game suspension in a full season. I think uh we even saw it within the sixty games. Jose Ramirez, he started off the season kind of bad. He did. And then he turned it around and became an MVP candidate. Like he got that hot within sixty games. And so it's, some of these guys that had off years like Yelich, who knows? Maybe later yeah. on he turns it on and turns the season around, and he maybe not doesn't fall as deep. Or I mean, 
it's I don't know. I wouldn't put too much stock into 2020. It, it, it's not in it, yeah. So like I'm looking at the list right now. It says in six. So this is like the synopsis of from MLB.com. It's I'll just run through the top. Yeah, so so real quick, th- their synopsis in six episodes of the top 100 players right now. You know the four guys: Greg Amsinger, Sean Casey, Ron Darling, and Harold Reynolds count down the top players in the MLB based on player performance over the past several seasons with an emphasis on 2020 and projected 2021 performance. So before I even start counting anybody, how are you – like my big question to these guys is how are you going to rank an MVP winner outside the top 30? Jose Abreu was ranked 31st. They ranked his teammate Tim Anderson above him. Mm-hmm. How are you – the dude won the MVP. And here t- you're telling me that he's not a top – 30 player in the league. He came in at 31st. Yeah. It, it, like that. So, so I'll, I'll go through the top 100 real quick. So I'll start at 100 and then I'll stop at number 11 and then we'll get into the top 10. So we had okay. 100, Randy Rosarena. No problem with it. His postseason performance, in my opinion, earned him a spot here. I'm, but I, I have no issue with him in the hunt at coming in at 100. Um, 99, Trey Mancini. 98, J.D. Martinez. Then we have Giancarlo Stanton, Tyler Glasnow, Josh Hader, Luis Robert, Kyle Lewis, Austin Meadows, and Byron Buxton to give us that first group of 10. Hmm. Um, I think Buxton might be a little low, personally. Uh, dude had a killer second half. Yeah, but I think that just that bat there, is, is, it's still not there for him. I, I agree. He's... I agree, but he's definitely he's becoming yeah. the player he's been projected to be. Yeah. And I and I, I'm happy for him. He's a, again, like I said, I'm a defense-minded guy. Great glove out there. Glad to see he's finally on the up and up. Uh, all right, so 90 through 81, we have Yoan Mankata, Brandon Nimmo, Alex Verdugo, Joey Gallo, Sonny Gray, Luis Castillo, Kyle Hendricks, Luis Gurriel Jr., Sal Perez, and Wilson Contreras. And here's where the 2020 comes into play. Gallo, I'm pretty sure was like a top 60 player last year. Awful 2020. Yeah. He finally had like at least a decent batting average. He wasn't hitting two hundred, mm-hmm. and had the power. And then he became the Joey Gallo that we've come to expect. The Joey Gallo, and he drops um, now. All- how do you feel about Sonny Gray being there? Uh, no, here's <laughs> being the thing. a Yankee yeah, fan. As a Yankees fan, did Son- was Sonny Gray poor in New York? Yes, but he's he's turned around in Cincinnati, and you know I I don't harbor any ill will towards him. You know I don't think he made us a worse team. Was he the best pitcher for us? Absolutely not. But, you know, if you slot in anybody with his caliber at that point, we're probably the same type of pitcher. We're probably the same type of team. You know, I, I don't yeah. think Sonny Gray pulled us down as a team. And so, you know, and I'm, and I'm happy to see him, you know, pretty much thriving in Cincinnati. You know, I was a fan of him on the A's. That's why when we picked him up, I was very happy about it. It didn't work out in New York, but, you know, I'm still a fan of the guy. He's doing well in Cincinnati. You know, now that Bauer's gone, he has a chance to pretty much fight Castillo for that ace role. And you know, I, I hope I hope good things for him. Here's an interesting one: eighty Blake Snell. Eighty Blake Snell at eighty. I don't. I, I just got off the Cy Young award. I just I don't know how. I don't know how Blake Snell is that. Yeah. So eighty through uh, seventy one, we have Blake Snell coming into eighty. Kent Maeda, Gio Urshela, Whit Merrifield, Charlie Blackman, Lance Lynn, Denelson Lamette, Marcus Simeon, Ozzy Albies, and Kevin Biggio. Big issue for me is Biggio. There's, they're telling, yeah, I don't, they're, what MLB Network is saying to me right here is they're saying we would rather have Kevin Biggio. Like, like you know, if we have to start a franchise, we want Kevin Biggio over Ozzy Albies currently, and you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even have him on the top 100, to be honest. If, I, if he was in the top 100, he should be in that first group of 10, that 91 to 100 range. Yeah, he's still got a lot to prove. I mean, he's shown power, but like his batting average, his consistency has I mean, not been there at all. To me, it's very clear of the of the three young core in um, Toronto. Which spoiler alert: Vlad Junior isn't on the list, so don't be looking for his name. Um, it's clear that Bo Bichette is the star. Vlad Junior. Yeah. I hope the move to first base helps him, um, because you know, no offense to Vlad uh, Senior, but. It, the club wasn't his expertise either, you know. The Guerreros aren't really known for their gloves. <laughs> They're known for the sticks. And Yeah, as long as they smash mm-hmm. the show, but and, I think no one else Yeah, can. and Vlad Jr. strikes me as a guy who really 
he he's a guy who should, he, he strikes me as a big poppy type. You know, he'll yeah. play he'll play I mean, first against NL teams because they because you or like a stand you want that stake in the lineup. But yeah, his dump truck supplies all of that exactly. power he's able to pull. Exactly. If uh, he hasn't really panned out, but someone like Biggio, I like. I'm just just glancing. I'd rather have Verdugo, Stanton. I take Whit Merrifield. Yeah, yeah. I take a lot of people. I would consider Kaneyjo. Yeah, but se- I'll stop with the standard. Seventy-one to me is insane. Uh, from seventy to sixty-one, and boy, sixty-one and sixty-two. You want to talk about the drop-off? Uh, so starting at seventy, we have Max Freed, Lucas Giolito, Jack Flaherty, uh, Dominic Dominic Smith. Pete Alonso, Rafael Devers, Glaber Torres, Eugenio Suarez, Chris Bryant, and Javier Baez. I have three issues in this section. Okay, My main kids. one, how in the absolute hell are you going to have Jack Flaherty at 68? I, in I, my opinion, a, in the I'm, National I'm, League, he is a top four pitcher, a all, he's always a Cy Young candidate. 68. Dominic Smith? Dominic Smith for, over him. Really? Yeah, well, for, he hasn't... I don't know. I, I don't have too much of a problem with Jack Flaherty. I think the is. issue is the Cardinals haven't been competing. I think that's Yeah, really- and Max Freed, I mean, he definitely has the... If he continues what he did last year... I see him being a lot higher. On I agree. This list I, I in the think future. I think this is where past seasons come into play. Yeah, but the the it must be because I have always had a big hate boner towards Javier Baez. Yeah, Javier. Javi, I think Baez he is Chris the most Bryan, dude. Sixty-one and sixty-two. Chris Bryant's okay, but like Baez, I feel like is one of the most overrated guys in the I'm league. not gonna say he's overrated. I think, I think. You know he he he's kind of like you know I think you I think you've said this about Tatis before you know you think Tatis is overrated as well I think he's a guy who his charisma helps him his his charisma yeah. personality makes him look better I still think Baez I think Baez is a top sixty care is a top sixty player still I really do well here's where it comes from it comes from Joe Bar. Joe Buck jerking himself off to him in the postseason every time he makes a somewhat you good play. You can't take Joe Buck into any sort of consideration. And you, you yes, know I that's can. not fair. Uh, that's where, I'm just saying that's where the overrated comes <sighs> from. He he makes flashy plays, but he strikes out a ton. He had a bad year last year, sure. Oh, he had, oh, he had an awful year. Yeah. But I've never seen like the superstar. I, there's a lot of guys I would rather have over him, but Maybe he can bounce back. I think he's going to bounce back this year. I really do. Brian's Bri- still like he's still a solid hitter, not at his MVP no. level. He's fine I think there, I think this play. is the year Brian gets traded. I do. I th- I think this is the I think I think this is the year the Cubs blow it up. I really do. I think this is the year the Cubs are like we're rebuilding. Eh, haven't they already kind of? <laughs> that's what that's why I say that. Um, all right, so yeah. 60 to 51, we have Steven Strasburg, Devin Williams, Liam Hendricks, Bo Bichette, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Eloy Jimenez, Brandon Lowe, Aaron Nola, and Mike Yastrzemski. Honestly, I don't have too many problems I with that don't, list. I think I might bump Not Eloy right down a little bit just because his glove is weak. Um, yeah. But he's not awful. Um, glad to see Yastrzemski's finally getting some credit. I'm I'm glad to see that. I I think yeah. he's a guy who has been underrated for a very long time, really since he was called up. And you know, I'm glad to see him finally getting some sort of credit, some 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 sort of you know, hey hey, we see you, we're acknowledging you. So just a little preview: this next you know ten, there's there's some bad memories. There is uh. Some dark yeah, times for you. Some yeah. players. So number fifty, we have Will Smith. Um, not the reliever, but God, the God but the damn catcher. it! It was Will Smith versus Will Smith in the playoffs. Your Will Smith uh, lost. The Dodgers Will Smith. Yeah, won. yours. Yours that, caught that L. Oh, um. So yeah, fifty. We have Will Smith, the Dodgers catcher. Uh, forty nine is Monty Grandal. Then we have Cattell Marte, 
Josh Donaldson, Justin Turner, Max Muncy, Matt Olson, Anthony Rizzo, Nelson Cruz, and King Louis Luke Voigt. Man, I'm just having a lot. Yeah, of this is not this, from this some is the section that Max. needs your guts. <laughs> um, a Oof. lot of Yankees fans I've, I've seen have been a little bit upset. Luke Voigt is ranked so low. I'm not. I think it's actually a very fair ranking. You know, 2020 yeah. was his breakout year. 2018 was a great and, start, but he didn't start off the year hot. His glove is improving. He's still by no means a gold glove caliber player, but he, he is improving steadily. If he keeps on this pace, I genuinely could see him jumping into, into top 30 come this time next year. Yeah, for me, the only thing with him is just he hasn't had that, like, he, I think the most at-bats he's had is somewhere over 400. He hasn't had that full mm-hmm. season to really – show himself he's been good in mvp level yeah he's been guys, great for us uh, when he has played but yeah I, I just want to see a little more out of him before i bump him up i, I kind of um, agree and a couple ranking. guys that i'm glad to see are still getting some sort of credible uh some sort of acknowledgement are the 42 through 44 being nelson cruz anthony rizzo and matt olson three guys i love nelson cruz is still fighting off father time uh and, and uh i think we know why uh, that you know, yeah, i mean quiet <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and then you Olsen know. and Rizzo, like two of my favorite players to watch. Um, you know, first basemen who have lefty first basemen who have big sticks, but are also good with the glove. Um, glad to see that they're still getting some recognition as well. Forty through yeah. thirty-one, we have Walker Bueller, Hinjin Ryu, Clayton Kershaw, Marcelo Zuna, Michael Brantley, Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto, J.T. Romuto, Paul Goldschmidt, and then again AL MVP winner coming in at thirty-first, Jose Abreu. Yeah, I think this is definitely based mm-hmm. off of prior seasons um, because – and the thing is, he was solid then. I think he'd be in the bottom half of the top 100 um, before, so like 50 yeah. up and up before this season. This year, he just exactly, yeah. But to me, I, I still just don't know how you can't give him top 30. He, again – like yeah. again, even when the fact that spo- again, spoiler, his teammate Tim Anderson, who is the highest ranked White Sox, comes in at twenty seven, and, and I, I can I can see where they had it because his value is you know he's high on base, I guess, high average. But I, just, I don't know how you don't give an MVP winner top thirty. Yeah, yeah I just don't see. Um, yeah. Other guys, I I don't I, I don't have I don't have a big oh, issue. Oh. I think I would probably swap. I'll say Goldschmidt is a, maybe a bit high for how he's been the last few I, seasons. I don't think so. I Goldschmidt is still a top forty player. I would still say, okay. I like. I, I let's put it this way: I would take Paul Paul Goldschmidt over a lot of first basemen in this league. I would. Yeah, but like, there's. I'm just looking at some guys. Like, I would almost rather have. At this point, I would rather have a Luke Roy. I think. I would rather. I think have... that's age. A Max I think that's Muncy. an age thing because you know Paul Goldschmidt is you know one of the older first basemen, um, but I, I think he still has some good years left. McNeil and Conforto, you know, good for the Mets. It's clear that they're building something there. I think I would swap Osuna and Brantley personally. Like I think they're both ranked right where they should be. I would I would swap them just because I value Marsu or Osuna's bat a little more than I value Brantley's. I know Brantley's a little bit better fielder, but I would still swap Osuna and Brantley. Kershaw, I have no issue with 38, honestly. I really don't. See, Ozuna, um, knowing from personal experience as a Braves fan, he is a if, – if you're just going bat, exactly. top 10. Defense exactly. bumps, and, then, and that's bumps why he comes down, down to 37. So yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this is – I think this is probably – honestly, this little section, aside from the Jose Abreu thing, this might be one of the most – I think this might be, like, the second or third one that I just look at, and I'm like, I agree with pretty much all those. Yeah, once you're getting into the, like the top thirty, then you're like, okay, I'm I can, I, can to... see, I I don't have too many big issues. Yeah, the top ten is mm-hmm. the, the real. So debate. thirty through twenty one, we have you Darvish, Trevor Bauer, Max Scherzer, Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Corey Seager, Matt Chapman, Bryce Harper, and All Rise Aaron Judge. I really have no issues. I uh, you know I can't. I, I can't really I, – I would maybe, like I said earlier, I might drop Anderson just a couple spots. You're telling me you'd rather have Tim Anderson than Max Scherzer? I have one problem. Aaron you Judge. Think too high? Because I think he's a little too high because it seems like they penalize Stanton. Are you saying he's too high because of injuries? 
Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's yeah, very fair. Because the injuries, he has not played a full season. It seems like they p- have penalized Stanton for not like he hasn't been healthy in years. Mm-hmm. It seems like Judge hasn't been healthy in years, hasn't played full season. I don't like as currently like. Sh- sure, when he's on the field, he's great, but to put him twenty one when he's been barely been able to play a full as a season. And the know. justification I'll give for that is when they're both healthy. I would still pick Judge because Judge is better. Judge is a very good fielder, and people forget that. He's, he's actually yeah. a very, very good fielder. But a lot of people, you know, they see a guy who only hits tanks, and they're like, he's got nothing. And not to, not to keep you from Stan. Stan's a better fielder than people realize. But, you know, yeah. legitimately myself, and I think most Yankees fans, and I think most just baseball fans are like, if they're both healthy, top of their game, we want Judge. So yeah. I, that's the only thing. That's the only reason I think there's justification. Plus, plus, I mean, you know, Judge hasn't been his injuries haven't taken him out as long as Stans have. If that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So uh, twenty to eleven, we have George Springer, Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado, Alex Bregman, Trevor Story, Francisco Lindor, DJ LeMahieu, Nolan Arenado, Shane Bieber, and number eleven, first guy to miss the top ten is Garrett. Cole, um, really? I got no issues with any of them. Uh, yeah, I think this the debate for our top ten is going to be who are we going to yeah. put in the top, like you know, twenty say, versus like, like, the top look, ten. I think we might slide. Yeah, to like looking out, at but, this, just top twenty. Honestly, if I were to really sit down, at least like maybe not like exact positions, but I think my top twenty would look just about as even just, with with pretty much every single yeah. same name. Maybe maybe I maybe I yeah. dropped Bregman um, partially because yes Astrobias, but also because he didn't have a, he didn't really didn't have a good twenty twenty he really didn't. Um, but, but yeah. you know he's coming in at seventeen. I probably would drop him to just straight twenty. Um, aside from that, but yeah, I I really have no issue with any of it. All right, so do you have your top ten ready to go? Right, so, we're gonna do, so what we'll do is we'll read off who the MLB Network had, and then we'll go into who we have respectively. So coming in at the number 10 spot, they have Cody Bellinger. Nick, who do you have on your top 10? I also have I actually have Garrett Cole. Um, I thought two of the players that were listed in the top 10 by the MLB Network, I dropped out. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll discuss those I've when just... I get to them. Um, but yeah. for me, um, Garrett Cole does jump up into that ten spot. I think he does. I think he did enough. I think he is good enough. He is, you know, it depending on if Shane Bieber can keep up his performance from last year. He is possible. He is, you know, the second best pitcher in all of baseball. I, I can agree with that. I, I just think um, Bellinger's defense, speed, and power. Mm-hmm. Like all wrapped into one, like the what what he gives gets him in the top ten. I still have Cole. Oh yeah. Oh no. Don't worry. That. Bellinger's still in mine. Bellinger's not one of the ones that fell out. Bellinger's still in my top ten. Um, moving on to yeah. number nine, um, one of the guys that, in my opinion, fell out. Um, number nine, MLB Network puts Christian Yelich. Um, who do you have? Uh, you I have Rendon. I have Arenado. Yeah, I think I think Nolan Arenado yeah. is slept on. People, the Coors effect doesn't exist anymore, guys. It doesn't. It, it does, not as though. much as people think. It really, it really, it really it not doesn't. As much, but I think, I think he's think gonna. It, I think he's gonna go to St. Louis and prove it, that. I'm. I've been big on Arenado. I, I told you he's my favorite current okay. player to watch. He, he's my guy. Um, I think he is a top Here's the player. Thing. He's he's a good player. But I think the Coors effect bumps him down, maybe from a top ten into maybe a top twenty or so a top my question, thirty. So my question for you is this: I thing. think this... let's say this upcoming season in St. Louis, you know, he doesn't put up the same numbers that he did at Coors, but he puts up similar. Is he a top ten player then? I'd have to see what he puts up, but like if it declines, then I, I don't think he's top ten. I think he's going to be in the top twenty. Mm-hmm. He's still good, but like I don't think he's elite, and I think. Guys like Rendon are better, That's at least fair. offensively. Um, as for me, with Yelich dropping out, I just I, I'm I I do put a little bit of stock into team success. I do, 
Um, but Yelich to me just had a very quiet season, you know. Yeah, he had, let's let's he had a for him a bad season. I think his OPS plus is like one oh seven, which is like it's still good, but like not it, it's not all star. It's not yeah. He, I mean, we're used to here, seeing from him. I bumped. He's he's eleven. His, his twenty twenty stats were in two hundred at bats. He had forty one hits, twelve bombs, twenty two RBIs. He average was only two oh five. Uh, three fifty six on base, seven eighty six OPS. Not, not great. Um, yeah. and and you know you can't really say he didn't play in all the games. He played in fifty eight. Um, yeah. Uh, slugging, slugging was only four thirty. Uh, so yeah, a, a very down year from Yelich. Um, that in my opinion bumped him from the top ten. Uh, coming in at number eight, um, the. Uh, MLB Network has listed Anthony Rendon. Nick, who have you put there for you? Uh, eight, I had you had Cole. Garrett Cole. I had Acuna. Um, yeah. Rendon is the other guy for me that that came in at eleven. Um, you know, oh, I, okay. I hold nothing against Anthony Rendon, but you know, I I said at the start, I'm a guy who values defense over offense. That's why Arenado makes the top ten and Rendon doesn't. Um, See, I think I may also have some bias. I. Mm-hmm. Um, as a Braves fan, facing that guy right. for a while, he's pretty good defensively. I think he gets like he's better than people think because the main mm-hmm. thing with him is his bat, and his yeah, bat is no, elite um, in yeah, his, multiple his 20, areas. His 2020 splits um, in 52 games, he batted 286, 418 on base percentage, 497 slugging, 915 OPS. Really good year. Um, it's just again, you know, like I said myself personally, I like I like to see some defense out there from him. Um, hence why Arenado makes it. Yeah. And uh, but if I if I had to put an eleven, it would probably be Rendon. I think Rendon would be the guy for me that just misses the cut. Um, number yeah, seven fair. for the MLB Network, they have Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, Nick, who is your number seven? Uh, for number seven, I also have. Ronald I have Acuna Bellinger. Um, like I said, for me, Acuna is eight. Um, and this is where I do take a little bit of team performance into effect. Um, you know, I don't think the Dodgers win the World Series without Bellinger. I think Bellinger, um, you know, with, because of that, I do give him that slight edge over Acuna. I think both are fantastic. You know, if you were to tell me that, you know, other people have Acuna 7 and Bellinger 8, I would look at them and completely understand. You know, I think those are two guys that are going to be the future of baseball, especially the future of outfield. Uh, that's that center field position. Yeah, not to put – not to put too much into the postseason, but in the postseason facing them, guys like Justin Turner, he scared me a heck of a lot more than Bellinger mm-hmm. ever did. That's why I have him at That's 10 fair. for me, is that sometimes he could be super inconsistent and have and lost was, swing and miss. Especially in, in that NLCS. The defense is yeah, the defense and speed always will be there, but that's why I kind of have him 10 rather yep. than bump down or lay a little head. Acuna, I mean, he's solid all around. He does solid mm-hmm. in the postseason. Yeah, that's that's why I had him a yeah, little bit. Um, you know, looking at his uh, season stats, you know, it was a li- it was a it was a little bit different season than what he's used to. Um, you know, of the three years he he has, you know, this was his lowest when it came to batting average. However, both on base percentage and slugging percentage were actually higher. Um, then, or actually the highest of his career so far, which led to his highest OPS. Uh, batting average came in at 250, 406 on base, 581 slugging with a 987 OPS. Um, so, you know, I mean, he to me what that reads is he's doing better at making contact. And he's, he's, get, he's getting a better oh, yeah. eye, um, which a lot of people have had an issue with. I mean... The thing that I've noticed from him is that he used to swing mm-hmm. at a ton of pitches that were unnecessary. His, his eyes improved. His, he's walking yeah. a lot more. That just shows a lot to his development. To put, and to put those walks in perspective, um, in his first career season in 2018, in 111 games, four th- 433 at-bats, he only had 45 walks, um, with two of those being intentional. In 2020, in 46 games and only 160 at-bats, he came away with 38 walks with only two of those being intentional. That is such yeah. a massive improvement. And it is so much better to mm-hmm. watch him hit now. He is he, more of a complete is, hitter. And that is what doing. I'm sure a lot of Braves fans um, have been waiting on. So, coming in at the number six spot, 
We have got uh, MLB Network has listed Fernando Tatis Jr. Nick, is he your number six? He is reluctantly. Um, from what he's shown, he belongs to mm-hmm. be there at number six. I do think, though, the sample size is it ridiculously is. small. And I am a little cautious putting that that high, but I just like when I look at his stats, I and like mm-hmm. I just cannot deny how great for he is me. Uh, my six is Soto. Um, I think Soto is going to go down as the best hitter of our of this generation. Um, I think just already he has proved that he has proved that he will be the guy that will go down as arguably you know the next Ted Williams. I've heard a lot of comparisons to, and I don't think they are wrong. However. Once again, my personal bias of a defensive-minded guy. Soto's defense is average at best. Tatis is yeah. Tatis is better than Soto, and it is act and it is actively improving. I will say, like Juan Soto, who's you know we'll see he's he's ranked five mm-hmm. on the MLB's list. I I I kind of agree with his pick and I, I almost he could almost go ahead of people yep. later on this list because he didn't play a full year last year and honestly facing him I have a mini bottle of whiskey right now he made me want to drink I don't that way too many times facing him yeah. is a nightmare because the man does not swing at anything out of the strike zone it, it could be like a millimeter off the plate and he somehow mm-hmm. can recognize that and does that little yep. like nut grab thing that is I would say, so, so, so does your five right but Okay, yeah, my 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 yeah, five is he Tatis. is my five. Um, so we we can just talk about them together. Yeah. So like I said, for me, Tatis with that improving defense is what puts him above for me. But no, like I said, yeah, Soto is. So, Soto is a guy that the bat is insane, but again, the defense is something for me that like as somebody who has who you know favorite team is the AL team. I watch AL baseball a lot, and so I know I know the type of player that people would put at a DH. If Soto's on an American League team, he's DHing. You know, he he he's like a stand. You know, you're not going to put him out there in the field. Yeah, but that Soto, his, it, his it arm is. is really good. Um, he's not bad defensively, so I wouldn't punish him too much. I, that's why I think I, I think yeah. And, and, and again, you know, five. I have Tatis at five, Soto at six. I don't disagree with their position of Tatis six, Soto five. I I don't because, like I said, my personal bias puts him at six, but I completely understand. Uh, coming in at number four, MLB Network has put your reigning NL MVP. Finally, go on. Ready for you. I the the man is finally getting the respect that he deserves. It's been ages. The man has been criminally underrated for a long time, and the fact that he's in the top yes. ten makes me so happy. That he's he's been one of the most consistent players in the National League. Other players have, you know, off years here and there. He's been pretty consistent for a long time. He's excellent defensively. His bat this year was, you know, bar none. If Soto maybe played a full year, there was a debate. But Freeman, the best bat in the National League, super consistent, does well in the playoffs. I mean, he, he's the best first baseman in, in the National League, I think. Clearly, right now, or not not just in National League, but in baseball, just based off his track record last year, I think he's just been consistent. Um, guys like maybe like Pete Alonso, he had a flash in the pan year, kind of regressed last year. Freeman's been consistent. He deserves to be number four, in my opinion. I yeah, so if you couldn't tell Freddie four. Freeman was who they put it for, there's a reason I didn't say a word because as the Braves fan you took over, Freeman's <laughs> my number four as well. I, I agree with everything you said. He's been a consistently good player. Just just to put it in perspective, as, I, as I'm sure you probably know this, but so since the 2016 season, uh, you want to know what his lowest um, batting average was? 295. What is it? <laughs> That's his lowest season batting yeah. average since 2016, which, which, by the way, 2016, he batted 302. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, they shift because yeah, he, he can't, he can't hit the ball. Too. He, he's not a reason. good opposite field hitter. He's not. Actually, I would count it like he's actually pretty good at it watching all the games. I guess statistically it pans out, but he's he's someone that can burn you the opposite way. He's like the most complete hitter oh, on the Braves. He can hit it to all fields. Um, 
he got like a T drill from Chipper Jones and like uh, their their focus is I think it was like to hit it like you know left of center, so just constantly hitting it the opposite and also, way. Also, good. With the he's clubs. just yeah. I think yeah, he's really criminally underrated. I think he should have won a Gold Glove at this point. I don't know what they're seeing because watching Braves games, yeah. him at first is amazing. I I think um, he's just entering his prime. We'll see a few more years Which of this scary. elite Freeman. Um, yes, with uh, with all the young Braves, this is our window. I hope it doesn't close mm. prematurely. But right. so let's move on. At number three, MLB Network has Jacob Degrom. That's my number three. I see no reason he's not top three. Far, far, far and away the best. Yeah, far and away same the best here. I think we're all in agreement. Oh, imagine, yeah. imagine um, if he get run support. I'm, I'm, imagine, imagine now that he's actually finally going to get run support. Yeah, I, I, one can dream. Um, I, I'm not going to go a bet against the Mets because I've done this before, where I've like, oh, seen the players they signed and be like, maybe they fixed it. No, I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. wait to see that this actual lineup because even when the Mets have been like decent, like hitting wise. For some reason, they're just like on to Grumps. Yeah, like, they just oh, suck. Like, I'm like the win. one time that a win should be a lock, and they're like, nah. Um, yeah, Degrom, Degrom to me, far, far and away, the best pitcher. Like, like I said, like Cole's the only one that might that in my opinion comes close to the top ten, and that's him coming in at ten, and you know Degrom's the third best in the game. So, I. I, I see no issue there. Yeah. He's been consistent and he's been elite mm-hmm. for so long that, I mean, no drop off. He's actually, yeah. I think, gotten even better. It's... And he says he wants to be a Met for life, yeah, so we'll scary. see if that happens. Um, Number two, or really 1B, um, and the B stands for bets, Mookie Bets coming in. Um, and that's because we all kind of know number one. Um, But no, Mookie Bets at this point, Solidify. It used, it used to be, tr- it used to be, um, Bryce Harper versus the number and one. Now it's Betts. I think clear number one. Now, now it's now it's Betts, and Betts has surpassed Bryce. Like Bryce no, Harper is not, not in the conversation Mookie. at all. Still solid player, Mookie still Betts. good Mookie player. Betts but Mookie and the number one Mike Trout player in baseball, Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. It's 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 one A one B. I mean. I think it's pretty much a unanimous agreement who is the best player. The consistency, the longevity. Mookie Betts has shown flashes yep. of being exactly like Mike Trout, and he's not just flashes, but consistently he's been good. He's had a few down mm-hmm. years that Trout hasn't, which is why I think Trout, for me, is number one. He's just a complete player in every aspect. Arm, fielding, hitting. He can. He's walks. He steals bases. He's fast. Defense. My, Mike every, Trout everything. is it's perfect legitimately a once-in-a-generation talent. We are – he is our generation's King, uh, King Griffey. And, and and I don't think yeah that is overestimating or anything like that. He he is for, for our generation that really missed the prime Griffey Cross. years. We have that right now in Trout. Yeah, I just I just hate that the Angels I, are I, bad. It just I feel sucks sorry the soul for me. And I I know it's unfair to kind of try and force him to have a personality. I know he loves the, the weather. Greatest That's a hobby weather man I've you ever know. seen. Are you kidding but, me? But I, I know, I know, like people want him to like. I just want him to be him. But like the one thing I want to see him in is and, in the playoffs. And you, and you know, that's and another reason that I it's like just... the fact that guys like Tatis, Betts, Soto, you know, they they have that personality is because you know, they 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 pretty much you know they do what the MLB wants Trout to do, you know. Yeah. O- overall, no, it's it, not no, a it's criminal list. Like I, I don't hate every, like overall I can kind of agree. There's a few players here and there, like a uh, Kevin Biggio that Yeah, but overall like with, we said overall the top twenty, every single player I really don't see an issue with. I I I think it is fair to say yeah. that these are the top twenty players in baseball. I, and I don't think that's the even though I might bump a guy up here yeah. there, like slightly change it. It's just that there's no one in yeah. there that like, like, like even, oh, that's criminal. Like, like he's, even Yellow like, Rendon, both who I bunched in the top ten, 
they're not falling past 15 in my opinion they're still they're still top 15 players yeah. you know i'm just like you know they they're yeah, yeah you, you so that's the top, MLB's MLB Network's top 100 at least. I believe it was Ron Darling. I can't remember exactly who it was, but I know there was there was one that a lot of people had issue with because they were listing guys like Bregman in the top 10. Um, Trevor. Oh yeah, yeah I, Trevor I Story um, was jump jump from in that same list. It was like Trevor Story jumped from 16th to 10. Bregman went from 17 to like seven, and but again. Yeah, it was Brian, Brian Kenny. You are correct. It wasn't Ron Sterling. Like Ron Sterling. It was Brian Kenny. You're correct. I mean, if he goes back to his, like, I think 2019 self, Bregman, yeah, you could definitely say I that. Agree. But I don't know. I'd like to see how he is a full season after mm-hmm. all the Astros yeah. scandals, all that stuff. I, he he I could definitely crack yeah. back into the top 10. Um, for me, so but, that was our take on. Yeah the top 100 we just wanted to go ahead and get that out there because that was something that did just drop um and speaking of other and that was also kind of like the big news going on or at least it was uh until trevor bauer and noah Syndergaard um decided to exchange words on instagram or, or twitter yeah um, i say you you because you, you find I, it. Uh, I, I tried to follow it as best i could and you know I know for starters, so, going for starters, also with Trevor Bauer. Um, let's just let's just get this out the out of the way. You hate the way he made his decision. I see no issue with it. I see no issue with him going to the Dodgers. Okay, I do because his whole thing is like short term deals, fine. But I didn't see it as a money thing for him. And I think the Mets were close. The Dodgers just won a World Series. He's basically pulling a Kevin Durant going to the super team. It's kind of cheap if you're, you know, making that team better. But to be fair, if he's on the short-term deals and wants not, to win. There's no struggle. I think it says it says more. If he goes to the Mets, he goes to New York, he turn, helps turn that franchise around and takes more of a risk and uh, has to overcome more, that is more impressive to me than going to a team that is already super loaded. It is, they're, they're a juggernaut at this point. They're the Yankees of the 90s. They're scary to face. It's amazing the Braves, what we were able to do, because a lot of people expected them to just sweep us. But I, I, I don't respect the move at all, especially how he led kind of led the Mets on, like, sending subliminal messages. I know that was part of his little cute thing he was doing. Kind of lost respect to him. He's the Kevin Durant of the uh, MLB going to the super team. Um, let me read Noah Syndergaard's tweet. He, he kind of sent a subliminal message. He said, um, so there's a picture of the Mets they tweeted um, basically of Noah Syndergaard laughing and smiling. He, he Noah Syndergaard quote tweets his tweets us and sends a liberal message he says and then he said i'm sorry i chose another team but i will say i charities. will say that was that was dumb so I, that was obviously the reason bauer said that was because apparently it was a mess up on his team's part like when it came to releasing the the Mets stuff um like that was a mess up on his team on like his his, his marketing team's parts so he was trying to and, make up know, for it but i'm like dog doing the charity ain't gonna do anything yeah, and Bob Nightingale, of course, was the one to you know claim that. You know, uh, the, a word of advice to anybody out him. there: if Bob Nightingale ever says anything, just know it. Just know <laughs> the complete opposite is going to happen. Just know that. Just that just proves you can have just a job. Know that for doing a fact. Your job if Bob Nightingale ever says anything, if he says your favorite team is about to win the World Series, congratulations, you're you're not finishing above five hundred. Good job. It he, doesn't. He's make a glitch sense. in the simulation because. He never gets like, and we're not talking like, and we're not talking just like, oh, you know, he misses like the base of. No, I don't think he's had a bright take all off season. Like, yeah, and the thing is, here's where it probably came down to. They announced that there's like two teams left for for Bauer to pick between, and he probably just took a fifty fifty shot in the wind to be first, and he was wrong. And because he was wrong, but uh, so. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah. so Syndergaard tweeted tweeted out that little, you know, that that, that little, you know, that little, yeah. Bauer's agent was like, L-O, was this attempt at 
quote, throwing shade. Um, Bauer then responded by try like he's saying like try to treat your fans better they um they're what makes our game go not a place for personal insults and showing like um like instagram messages where putting up um, on instagram to people like from his like from his professional account yeah there was no you know props to both of these guys there were no you know burner accounts or anything this was coming straight from the um from the verified accounts yeah he was like show like like show this to your wife guarantee uh she wouldn't want me to put a shirt on you might have actually get laid because of that but she'll be thinking <laughs> that's <of me>. so good <laughs> I, I will say noah syndicate on roasting is elite and here's here's what um so syndicate responded to bowers thing showing the instagram messages he said keep digging bowers response was see yeah. at the bottom yeah and then um syndicate responded <laughs> You you bring a drone on mixtape and it's a deal. <laughs> that was that was pretty good. Oh pretty god. Good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh if if you guys don't know, Bauer, if you don't remember, Bauer injured his finger um before a playoff game, cutting he cut himself on drone. Wasn't that the World Series? No. Or was something I like mean, that. I'll look up Bauer's thumb his... injury real quick. Um or it, it was his one of his fingers. He like he cut it on a on a drone. So that's what it's a reference to. And then John Heyman, while you're looking that up, he came in. He weighed in. You know his elite takes. He's he's only right. God, above he really is. Bob oh, sorry. So I got you. It was the 2016 uh, uh, game uh, two of the ALCS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I knew it was something like that, and then that affected him for the rest of the playoffs, but. Apologies. So here's correction. what John Heyman said. He's um, like, not a good. It was idea. game three. He did start, but he couldn't finish the first inning. I only read the um, the little synopsis. So yeah. So Bauer, he was supposed to start game two. Was yeah. uh, pulled. Was scratched. Was slated to start game three. Um, then couldn't make it through the first inning. And that was a 2016 ALCS where the <laughs> Indians eventually won and went on to face the Cubs in the World Series. So yeah, in the, mm-hmm. in the middle of the playoffs, the man was. Apparently, uh, his drone was not working, and he was fixing it in the playoffs. You know, smart thing to do. And apparently, it uh, he fixed yes. it, and it turned on, and it cut him in the finger. So yeah, dumb dumb moves. So John Heyman weighed in, and when he, well, John Heyman's weighing in on your side, like which is I funny mean, because just, they also the flow, um, but he Bauer said, and Luba, his agent, also like. Basically attacked him in eight in an eight minute YouTube video, which I watched. That was just how you know pretty much how the media takes control of the off season, because which to be fair, like that was yeah. actually a pretty good video. It gave you know the side that we never see, which is you know players and agents' thoughts on how the media breaks things and how a lot of them are actually inaccurate. It was actually a pretty good video, but it was also very clear that they were specifically targeting uh, John Amon just because they've had issues with him in the past. Oh yeah, it, I, I love the spite that like even if Heyman was right, they would just like he would immediately mm-hmm. send a tweet just to counteract him. But of course, because of this, John Heyman, guess what side he supported? He said, um, "Not a good idea to try to tangle with Noah Syndergaard on Twitter. Very clever and quite possibly the best active Twitter account going." I, I mean, he's definitely when it comes to I don't, I, dude, I don't, dude, I don't. He, he, who just drop his hammer because he's Thor? Like he's just like, yo, you, brought, yo, you ready to take this fucking L? Yeah, Bauer's pretty good at Twitter. He's good at, you know, roasting um, some of his critics. But, yeah, Syndergaard, like, he was just, his bites were a little deeper. Um, yeah. I, I I just think Bauer, he doesn't, just he really to, doesn't. He doesn't want that smoke. But, Correct. Better pitcher. Um, yeah, and then, you smoke. know, a couple of other kind of off-season moves. Um, not a lot really going on, at least lately in the off-season. My Yankees brought back Gardner. Um, very happy about that. College of Charleston boy, SC boy. Um, you know, at, at this point, Brett Garner will not leave our team. We're not going to let him leave our team because he knows so much. I feel like he's reached the age though. Like it, he, I would, if I were him, I would just retire once. I, the Yankees I genuinely think that that might be the more. plan uh, yeah. because you know it's a one-year deal. This might, for all I know, this is his last year. I mean, you know, this was this is a one-year deal worth about four mil. Um, pot, uh, looks like it might include um, player and team options for twenty twenty-two. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, he's had, he's had a really really good career. He will go down as by far a Yankees a Yankees favorite, um, especially because you know he is that last link yeah. that we have to um, that '09 World Series team. Um, everybody else is gone yeah. is either left the team or is retired. Um, so you know, we we love we. It's always a guardy party dog. We love him. Um, and like I said, he he's been with the team so long, he knows too much. Um, it's it's lit. It's literally like <laughs> it, it's it's just like a um a security um like breaking security codes if uh that if he goes somewhere else. I said I said this to you before. You alternatively, you guys got a few wife beaters on your team. You could just. Contract. I genuinely hate the fact we have Domingo Herman on our team. I want you to know that. I hate the fact we have Domingo Herman on our team. Yeah, respect he's a good person. We we love Zach Britton. Um, I also will, also will say, but we'll forget about that. The one move that I that honestly kind of shocked me the most was the Yankees not re-signing Ottavino. That. Yeah, and actually yeah, I don't to really the, your rival. I don't know that. Well, at least from the Yankees, we all we all can agree the dumbest move was the Rockies fucking trading Arenado. Like that's something I want to get into right now because, yeah, uh, I I think we can just save that yeah. for a future episode when we're like going over our season predictions, a future one. But I mean, for me, I and my mean, Braves were basically well, the same you guys team almost didn't that we were last year. We. we Yes. Um, the only negative I think going into the season is we'll mm-hmm. have to contend with Ozuna's defense a little more. But when we have a guy like Christian Pache p- coming into play center, that man can cover so much. So maybe that won't be a bad. We we didn't have some Charlie pitching. Moore. We have some That's depth now. We're not going to have some rain. Charlie yep. Morton and we picked up Drew Smiley. So the both of them. Yeah. It's the depth that we needed because we lost Soroka and we had rookies, and then we also had a a reliever start a game, AJ Minter, who pitched amazing. But we we really like that's what failed us in the playoffs versus the Dodgers. We would have if we had Soroka. No, if, no, if you guys don't get dumbass base running errors, you win the series. What are you talking about? You know I'm okay, right. Uh, you, know I'm right. <laughs> you know I'm right. You know I'm right there. Let's not relive the past. You know, the past is the past. But we did we did improve in pitching. I'm excited for the season. Um yeah. So Braves got better. I think Yankees are basically I mean, the, same, the same or maybe also, a little bit better. You know, um, everybody's kind of picked to win. Um I I don't I don't see us losing that um I don't see us losing that division. I really don't. Yeah, the the Rays. I have no idea whatever they're like. They could be really good or really okay because they just trade away like a good player that they had and then restock and they're constantly shifting players. I don't know who is on their team. Not to be honest, this offseason has been like so many moves because with the shortened season. I'm just I I'm lost at like who's on whose team because there's like there's mm-hmm. so many movement I feel like this offseason. But kind of finish it off. I want to talk about a few guys that finally retired. Yep. Um, Dozier just announced his retirement, yep. and um, also Justin Pedroia. Two guys that you know, as somebody who you know, when I was growing up as a kid playing baseball, um, first position I ever played was second base, and you know, I I honestly tried to model myself after Pedroia. I mean, you know, it was you know. Basics of the basics, uh, you know, the leagues, the, you know, league I was playing in, you know, we were just little kids, but, you know, I, I, I tried to model myself after Pedroia. Um, even though he was um, on the Red Sox, he's a guy that, he's a guy that Yankee fans respect. We. Yeah, he put, always put like 100% effort into mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, and, and he had you know, to because yeah, small. And, you know, just for, just for short kings like me, uh, you know, Massive guy that we want to give props to <laughs> Dustin Pedroia for just going out there and succeeding. He he he's a guy that you know. Yeah. Uh, it was it was clear his best years were long long behind him. I think if it mm-hmm. wasn't for injuries that took him out, and is like the last years. I agree. I think he's was a definite Hall of Famer. I still have him as a Hall of Famer for what I he did in the I think Pedroia, If he's not voted in, but... he will get Veterans Committee in, and I I don't think that. Anybody will be shocked by that. He, 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 in my opinion, is a guy who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, he was so important to those mid two thousands teams that, you know, if he's not on the teams he's on, they don't win the World Series. I'll say it. 
he he was a he was a vital piece. Multiple time champion, yeah, I agree. And then Dozier, mm-hmm. criminally underrated for a long time. He had over forty home runs one year as a, mm-hmm. as a somewhat small second baseman. Was elite for years uh, with the Twins. He'll, uh, I think he, I'll he always little, remember yeah, him for um, the Twins. I mean, uh, he, he's a guy that again, yeah, he was criminally underrated. Um, never got the respect he deserved, probably because at the, at that point the teams you were on weren't great. Um, you know, it sucks. I hate to say it, but yeah, uh, yeah you know, his, his his the teams he was on were just never those were never that good. But I mean, you know, fit. Yeah, I think he finished just shy of 200 mm-hmm. home runs. I mean, I yeah, um, you know, Dodger's career stats finished Solid at uh, 1,055 hits. Um, you're right, finished at 192 home runs. Um, you know, it, again, it was one of those things where, again, it was clear best days were behind him. Um, and, and it sucks because, again, you know, that it, it's weird because, you know, these are the guys that, you know, we grew up watching, and it feels, you know, it, it feels weird now seeing them retire. The thing is, I feel like because we've all been noticing the game's gotten super young, it's been I think harder and harder mm-hmm. for the older guys to stay in and compete. And because this youth wave has come in, uh, you're, we're seeing a lot of guys retire. But I think the one constant is, and no one's really talking about going. this guy is Oliver Perez. That guy will never retire. It seems like he is forty three. I think he just signed a new contract with the Indians. I believe I forget who he signed with, but he's still in the league. He's uh. He's, I think he's mm-hmm. like the oldest guy around left. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I think he's he's the current. And, you know, I just want to talk about Pedroia's stats real quick, like we did for Dozier. Um, you know, Pedroia finished his career um, one thousand eight hundred and five hits, one hundred forty home runs, career batting average of two ninety nine. Um, you know, four time All Star, four time Gold Glove winner, Silver Slugger winner, Rookie of the Year, two time M- uh, World Series winner, and he won an MVP. Um, you know, to me, that screams Hall of Fame. Um, and, you know, obviously, you know, yeah. nowadays yeah. Uh, people like to lo- look at a lot of safer metrics when it comes to defensive. Uh, again, four-time gold glover. Can't talk about that enough. Um, For me, if you put a decade's worth of being mm-hmm. one of the best second basemen in baseball, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's a guy that, um, if he does it, I will honestly be shocked. Uh, don't forget, by the way, that MVP um, that he won, um, that was in his second year in the league. He won. He won the Rookie of the Year in 07. Wins the MVP uh, in two thousand eight. Mm. Well, what a amazing career! Um, I think he's kind of like one of the last guys of the Red, like kind of the old Red Sox old guard from their. I you think know, he is their long. I, I, I think run. he is the last one. Um, you know it is. From the, you know this classic yeah, I was Red saying, Sox I, I'm trying my best 2000s. to think of you know who was who was on that roster then. I mean, I'm looking, I'm actually looking at the uh, the 09 Boston Red Sox roster right now um, to see you know is or, or any, is anybody like you know still around? Um, I mean, te- technically John Lester is. He was 25 at the time. So was Jed Lowry actually. Um, but I mean, really, uh, Josh yeah. Reddick. Um, but I mean, really outside of that and, you know, those were those guys, as you know, like rookie or like second year in the league, um, really no, nobody else from that time is, uh, is still out and playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's great to be back on the pod. Uh, we'll have to do a little bit of rebrand cause there may or may not have yep, been that was another something podcast. You, yep. We should have done a lot more research. That came last out a little bit before really us. Should've. Yeah, you know, we were, like, touching balls. Yeah, Sounds we just good. fired oh, from the fuck. hip, you know. That's how it um, be sometimes. Yeah, so how it's going to work is at least during the offseason here. Um, probably going to record about once every other week, you know. Um, a lot of the offseason stuff is kind of done because Pitch, uh, pitchers and catchers have officially started reporting now. So not really a lot to report on. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Before the and probably, season you know, starts, we'll give every our predictions. Su- every, sat- every uh, you know, sometime between Friday and Sunday. You know, every week once the season starts, probably come out, re- recap the week, um, any sort of surprises, you know, big games, big moments. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just pretty much talk about whatever we kind of want to in relation to the baseball world. Yep. Uh, I'm excited. Hopefully, you know, 
both our teams are contention. Maybe you know, outside chance will both God, be in the World Series, dream. and we we'll really be able to can talk dream shit for days. Yeah, so that was episode one, guys. Um, yeah. Go ahead and shoot us a follow on Twitter and TikTok at hit at a hit by pitch pod, and we'll keep you guys updated on the next time. We look forward to seeing you guys later.